This is Voicemail, the Universal Postal Union's podcast covering the wonderful world of mail. I'm your host, Ian Kerr. My guest in this episode is His Excellency Arnif Abanami, President of the Saudi Post General Organization. Joining me on the line is His Excellency Arnif Abanami. He's President of the Saudi Post General Organization. Welcome. Let's start with a question that we ask all of our guests, which is, what's your earliest memory of the post? And thank you very much for this opportunity to discuss post, the UPU and all things logistics. I really appreciate the time. My first memory with post is probably something in my childhood, going with my uh, dad to the uh, central post office in Riyadh, going to our PO box to collect some mail, which at that time was probably some bills, some magazines. That's probably my earliest recollection of what the post office does. Now, you have over 20 years of experience in telecom, ICT, and the post, and you've traveled across various countries, both for work and for study reasons. So in your opinion, what's specific or unique about the postal and telecom sector in Saudi Arabia? And can you share perhaps a couple of observations on how it's evolved over those years? I think origin, both of these sectors, is the same. They used to be communication plus their ways to share information uh, with the advancement of technology and the evolution. It's offered opportunities for rapid change. And for a young country with a lot of ambitions, we always look for opportunities to leapfrog, opportunities to maybe find a quicker path to the outcome. And I think within the technology and, and, and telecom in particular, those opportunities really presented and lended themselves to the evolution of the country and the country really took advantage of those. So it really put a big focus and emphasis and investment in improving the quality of the telecom infrastructure as an enabler to really drive a lot of the other uh, elements of, of uh, services that provide, especially government services. We saw over the last 20 years, rapid change uh, and then the evolution of the telecom sector and information technology sector, which led and probably drove uh, the enhancements in many uh, services sectors, whether financial services and, and, and other services, but also government services. So there was this deliberate focus on that. And as the postal sector kind of evolves and uh, redefines its purpose from being a communication platform to being more of a logistics platform, I think we're beginning to see a very structured, but a big push to shifting from being the postal operator, from being a communications platform to a more logistics platform. We see both of those. There is a big emphasis in our national strategy, Vision 2030, uh, on the importance of logistics for the country uh, as it takes advantage of its position to connect uh, the three continents together, but also within the country uh, in enabling many of the other uh, sectors and, and, and capabilities and, and supporting them and, and really becoming a physical touch point to allow other services to, to uh, reach the population within the country, both in terms of residents and national uh, citizens as well. There is a very big jump in opportunity around uh, telecom and IT, and I think we're embarking on that, a similar kind of a uh, approach to uh, logistics sector. You've mentioned some really big themes in there, you know, basically transforming the nation, I suppose you could say. And so on that, 
In fact, you just touched on also the government's Vision 2030 program. Can you share a bit more about the role of Saudi Post in implementing the government's Vision 2030 program and transforming Saudi Arabia into, well, a global logistics hub? So about seven, maybe eight years ago now, the release, the Crown Prince, His Royal Highness Prince Mohammed bin Salman pronounced the Vision 2030 and a very simple explanation of what that is. It's a a strategy of how to diversify the economy of, of Saudi Arabia uh, and allowing it, its opportunity to be sustainable and have some growth. Uh, and um, within that, there was a very detailed plan with uh, specific uh, objectives and, and, and directions and, and ways to achieve those outcomes. Uh, and um, every government organization had now a very clear roadmap of how it shapes its own uh, role and its own contribution uh, to support that national uh, strategy and, and, and vision. And of course, that also applies to, to Saudi Post. And fortunately for us, there was this opportunity uh, to not only look at the traditional way of what the post operator does, but rather look at what it can do and, and how it needs to sh- change its role. Uh, of course, as I mentioned earlier, there's a change in the expected role uh, of a postal operator, which used to be fundamentally around a communications platform, sharing information, moving it from one place to another. And with the advent uh, of technology and the changes of technology and the role it plays, especially in a country like Saudi Arabia, where it took advantage and it still bets big on that, the need for traditional physical communication has diminished, which led us to decide and not only want, but need to change what our focus is. And that is a pivot for us from being a communications platform to a logistics business where it focuses on moving things or enabling the movement of things from one location to another and supporting that. And where we still believe we have a very tremendous value and opportunity is being a, a physical touch point for the government. It is a very holistic uh, kind of approach to what is it that we do? And uh, we've developed a strategy in 2019 called CHAMP, which while designing it, looked at many different aspects of commercial viability and sustainability, how we serve our customers and what we should be serving our customers, how to uh, look at our employee base and our human capital and how to better position it and utilize it uh, to create maximum value. But all of that is directly aligned and linked with the different uh, programs and outcomes that are defined within the Vision 2030 strategy. So there are many different touch points, some things that we are contributing to support outcomes, and sometimes we're taking advantage of inputs uh, that other organizations are doing within the country that support our strategic or our business needs. And that all also contributes directly to a logistics focus, which is a very important part of the Vision 2030 vision and and outcomes. Uh, And we've already seen some positive progress, not only in our UPU ranking, but also in the LPL ranking for the kingdom. So whatever we do, I believe, as government organizations and needs to directly link to to our national strategy, and you will always find that connection and orchestration, either taking advantage of outcomes or participating and contributing to to support the objectives of the strategy itself. Recently, the 
authority for the postal sector in Saudi Arabia was moved from the Ministry of Communications to the Ministry of Transport. So how did this shift affect the way Saudi Post operates? What kind of impact did it have? The natural evolution of the postal sector is turning into a logistics business. As the focus of the Ministry of Communication and Information Technology was uh, more shifting towards the, the telecom and the IT components, and our interest in shifting towards the logistics sector. So this is a very natural and organic type of a, a shift for us. So for us, our strategy, uh, we rebranded as uh, Saudi Post and Logistics. Uh, and then as we shifted, there was also an evolution in the mandate for the Ministry of Transportation to include the logistics. So it's now the Ministry of Transformation and Logistics, which naturally meant that uh, the consolidation of all of the logistics entities and, and businesses and sectors would fall within the mandate of the Ministry of Transportation and Logistics. So the shift here for us was a very natural one. Of course, it comes with its uh, uh, teething challenges, etc. But for us in the long term, this is absolutely uh, going to help us evolve and, and become a much better uh, operator uh, within the logistics umbrella and trying to provide services and integrated services and more holistic services that lend themselves to being a logistics operator a lot more than being a traditional postal operator. Now, earlier you mentioned Saudi Post's focus on business transformation and diversification. Can you share some of the most prominent successes that the Post has achieved on this front? And do you think that any of them could be replicated or could inspire other countries and regions? I'd, I'd first say that uh, every country is unique uh, in its own uh, situation and its own uh, capabilities and its opportunities. And I, I think Saudi Arabia as well is in that. However, I, I can share some perspectives, some views and some experiences that I hope would maybe uh, uh, be of, of interest at least. And, and if they're of, uh, of uh, any value to, to my colleagues uh, within the postal sector, uh, happy to also have, have that value shared. There are a lot of things we did that are internal, and I think those are applicable. So becoming a data-driven organization, really focusing around uh, our digital transformation and introducing uh, technology to really elevate and improve our efficiency and productivity. I think those are areas uh, that lend themselves to any organization. For us, those were very meaningful. We started uh, introducing uh, a lot of measures to capture data, process data, and analytics capabilities that allow us not only to understand what we're doing uh, well, but also where we have challenges and areas of improvements uh, and productivity uh, opportunities. And I can come up with a few examples, but the easiest one for us was around customer experience uh, and time uh, within our, our branches. When I first joined in 2019, we had a very lengthy time spent in our branches when customers would be coming in, which is a cost of uh, natural frustration for many of our customers. And uh, we started capturing the data around that, understanding uh, what the time was being spent on and looks for opportunities to improve the experience. And we've reduced it almost, we've reduced it in some areas from 30, 40 minutes down to now an average of five minutes uh, for our customers who are coming into our branches. Uh, and those weren't real massive investments. These were looking at data, understanding what the data tells us, and then looking at how to improve procedures, uh, guidelines, policies uh, in alignment with the customer and what they're looking for. 
so that's one area where I think is, is of interest. Another area is during the um, pandemic, we were requested to support some challenges that the Ministry of Health was facing in terms of providing medication to uh, its patients through its pharmacies. Uh, and um, as, as you can uh, imagine, there was a big need to reduce the number of non-critical visitors to hospitals uh, during the pandemic and uh, in the country. And His Majesty the King and His Royal Highness really uh, are committed to the well-being of all the Southeast citizens. Uh, and um, with that, these medications are provided for free. However, they used to entail that the patients would need to come to the hospital to receive them. Now, the consideration was because this was now a, I would say, a high-risk time with uncertainties around COVID and, and you wanted to minimize uh, anybody coming to hospitals or going out of hospitals, but the medication was still needed to be dispensed and, and the, uh, the patients need to receive them na nationwide. Uh, so uh, the Ministry of Health was looking for opportunities to deliver these to homes uh, rather than requesting the patients to be coming to them. And even though delivering of medication uh, wasn't an imminent service that we had, or it was something I would say that was a little bit further down the road in terms of what services we were going to offer in our strategy. But given the opportunity that presented ourselves, the national need, we decided we'd step in and, and really try to develop a, a service and uh, we started out modestly with basic capabilities, but good enough capabilities to fulfill it. Uh, and that has now evolved to a, a full function uh, business line that we have uh, that's continuously expanding. And it's naturally, in, in my mind at least, naturally uh, in alignment with our capabilities, but also the national strategy for uh, the quality of life that's defined in, in, in Vision 2030. So for us, this was a very great opportunity and cut across many dimensions, operationally, commercially, but also in alignment with the national objectives. And it's an area we did a, a good job in and evolved. And now it's followed up with some continued investment in not only in the technical capability, but also in the uh, human capital and the processes. And that has now evolved into a full functioning business line uh, that's competing with our SEP business and probably as valuable as it is to us right now. And now we're continuing that evolution and we look to maybe even expand that beyond just being a small business line and maybe its own entity. So that was an opportunity that presented itself that I think it is not, I wouldn't say it's an evolution for every postal operator, but for us, it was a very natural migration uh, to that business. And I do think there is a lot of similarities that can be lended if you have the same type of health system uh, and commitment to the uh, citizens of the country uh, and the commercial model that can satisfy you, because you have the basic ingredients uh, if you have a delivery network, but you need to upgrade it uh, to the type of uh, uh, cargo you're carrying or to the type of load you're carrying. And uh, there were clever ways to do that in efficient ways. And then as that evolves, your capabilities can evolve, but the basic principle of enabling the movement of something from somewhere to somewhere is fundamentally there. And that's what I think a logistics operator is all about. So irrespective of what, the, what load you're carrying, you just need to be able to cater to that load in a commercially viable way and, and deliver it. And that's something, again, I, I think for us was a great opportunity and the one we took advantage of as we have done this transformation and uh, many, many more uh, of these ideas or these projects or, or uh, activities that we've done 
but I don't know how, how much time do we have. I, I, can, I can do this for days. Perhaps not days. It might, we will, or maybe we'd set a record for the longest postal podcast ever. But what you're talking about when you're talking about logistics, talking about data, these are common themes when you talk to postal operators around the world. One of the other things that posts talk about is the idea of the future postal customer. This is the, the theme I wanted to explore next. The UPU's fourth extraordinary congress will be held in Riyadh very soon. Uh, and there's an exhibition alongside that. One of the themes of the exhibition is the future postal customer. So how do you see the future needs of postal customers in Saudi Arabia and indeed globally on? And which tools or technologies and innovations can help Saudi Post meet their needs and meet the customer successfully? It's a very good question. And thank you, Ian. So I, I think the customer of the future is looking for a partner to make their lives better. Uh, and what I think the postal uh, operators, especially the designated operators, while the potentially the physical touch points between the government and the population, they have a great opportunity and a great role to play. But I think it's evolved beyond the communication role that we mentioned earlier. So I think the enabling of logistics services is one area, providing logistics services, definitely moving things, but also that touch point, I think is a very interesting space. I like to use the word digital. I, I don't know if that's an actual word or not, but I've, I've heard it and I'd like to use it. Uh, being the physical representation of digital services, whether those are government services uh, or private services, uh, I think is a fund yeah, and a very important role uh, that the postal operators are probably in the best position to to uh, just a very simple example of that uh, collecting biometric uh, being uh, in in a, in an area to uh, fulfill services that start digitally and end up physically uh, a very simple example of what we do here uh, is we are partners with the ministry of interior to deliver government documents uh, so those requests are triggered digitally on a national platform, uh, and you run all of the uh, process through that. Uh, and then when it comes to fulfillment and delivery, that's where the role for the postal operator comes to do that exercise on behalf of the government uh, in an efficient way, but also elevating the quality uh, of life for the uh, citizens and the residents of the kingdom. So today, the process from requesting a passport till getting it probably takes less than five days. Uh, end to end. Uh, and I think that can only get better, but I think those kinds of roles uh, and expectations, I, I believe the uh, postal operators not only have an opportunity there, but I think also have a responsibility uh, to play a meaningful role there. Looking at technology with a very open mind and being, I would say, ambitious uh, and, and maybe a bit of risk taker and, and looking at how to utilize technology uh, and, and tools in a creative way to, to solve some practical problems sometimes is a great idea. That's at least the mindset and approach we have taken in, in Saudi Post along this journey. We've done things a bit, I would say, differently. One of the things, uh, just a, a quick example, we have a need uh, to expand one of our uh, areas and add a, a sorting facility in that area. And we've looked at a lot of the existing facilities that are available. And we looked at the uh, ROI and timeline to construct one uh, the traditional way and we found and and I, we, we just commissioned our first air dorm uh, as a, a, a sorting facility in Medina we're expecting so the time to deploy 
uh, was pretty fast. I think we basically up and running within six months, uh, which would have taken us between 24 to 36 months had we gone uh, with a traditional way of, of really just going there and, and constructing a, a physical uh, warehousing facility with all of the normal way of, of building one. We expect a very positive return on our investment there and just by the uh, ability to scale up in a very fast and rapid way. But the approach, I think uh, we looked at innovation, not only from a, a technology perspective, but also how we procure, uh, how we deploy solutions uh, that make our employees more productive and, and uh, allow them to focus on serving our customers better. We are looking at EVs and uh, we have a, a joint venture uh, that we're developing as, as we speak with a EV manufacturer whose mandate is to develop special delivery vehicles. And we're looking at that. Uh, I don't think those are going to be available within the next coming months, but ultimately I think participating in those kinds of ventures uh, for the global community uh, and looking at what EVs can mean to all the postal operators and logistics service providers are really contributing to that conversation, I believe is a great opportunity for us and also a, a part of our responsibility and obligation there. Looking at how we use tools to help us scan and, and doing the simple things and uh, allowing our uh, last mile delivery employees to exchange uh, services with customers and having a all-encompassing one handheld tool uh, that allows them to complete transactions, collect payments for COD, uh, also allow them to uh, engage with the organization for their internal services and capture data around performance and, and uh, helping us uh, build profiles to improve productivity and efficiency and, and, and customer uh, data. All of these capabilities are, are in our roadmap. Uh, some have already deployed, some of all having evolution roadmaps as they uh, evolve to deliver the overall vision and strategy for Saudi Post. So lots of exciting times, lots of things on the ground. And again, technology is something we are not scared of, but, but rather we're excited about, but also logical about how to deploy. So uh, during the Hajj season this year, we also conducted a trial for delivering or moving blood samples from field uh, hospitals to field patients in a very controlled, in a very uh, restricted uh, zone. And that reduced the time needed to do that delivery from about two hours if we'd done it on the ground to about three to four minutes doing it via drone. So uh, looking at using existing technologies, but use cases that are maybe non-traditional and unique to us uh, in Saudi Arabia uh, is something we are very uh, excited and, and look forward to. And We've also created a innovation function within Saudi Post called Station 25, whose whole mandate is to open up our minds to challenges and opportunities and look for interesting answers to interesting and maybe sometimes challenging questions by looking internally and giving opportunities to our employees to participate in providing these ideas, but also the solutions, partnering with the private sector uh, and making our uh, resources and capabilities available for uh, the private sector to uh, utilize them in, in uh, commercially viable ways and, and, and looking for that kind of uh, innovation. I, we truly believe in, in the spirit of partnership and, and, and evolution uh, in Saudi Post. And uh, we have a, uh, within our strategy, only uh, dedicated to that. Again, uh, many exciting things happening. And I think technology will only allow us to 
unlock uh, our potential and, and really drive this agenda in a very aggressive way. Now, let's uh, turn to the fourth extraordinary Congress being held in Riyadh in October. What does hosting the Congress mean for Saudi Arabia and for Saudi Post specifically? So for Saudi Arabia, this is a great opportunity to welcome the world. Uh, and I think the Congress is under the patronage of His Majesty the King. And we are excited and honored to be hosting all of the UPU participants in the kingdom. And the patronage of the King also demonstrates the importance to the kingdom. And that puts a lot of responsibility on us uh, as Saudi Post uh, within the Ministry of Transportation and Logistics as the representatives of the, of, of the Saudi government and hosting this Congress. So uh, we're excited to welcome everybody in Saudi Arabia and Riyadh in October. We're looking forward to having very meaningful and productive meetings and enabling our esteemed peers and, and colleagues within the UPU to have a very successful Congress. And also we're looking forward as Saudis to welcome everybody and introduce many of you to Saudi Arabia and what it has to offer and, and, and looking at all of the changes and uh, the potential that's within the country and hopefully also show you some good hospitality. Uh, and as Saudi Post, uh, of course, we want to take advantage of this opportunity where everybody uh, will be here in the kingdom to have many uh, bilateral discussions and, and looking for ways uh, to not only add value to, to the UPU and, and to all our peers, uh, within the UPU, but also looking at strategic opportunities uh, that uh, serve the purposes of, of the nations that uh, we, we represent and where we can uh, partner and increase our partnership and uh, ability to, to serve the world and to connect Saudi Arabia to the world and back. Now, the main focus of the Congress will be on opening the UPU to wider postal sector players in order to advance sector-wide cooperation. How does Saudi Post work with its partners, especially private companies, in order to reach its goals? When we've launched our CHAMP strategy in 2019, as I mentioned, we have a pillar dedicated to partnerships. We truly believe that we need to work within a collaborative mindset where, we, uh, where we're looking for creating value uh, for all of our stakeholders, uh, our, our customers, our owners, our employees, and definitely our partners as well. We have uh, historically started that uh, journey uh, by creating a few joint ventures in, in these areas of uh, logistics services, by creating an Apple, which we've now fully uh, acquired, and it's now 100% on subsidiary uh, that we look to build upon a lot of our extra services and our logistics capabilities and financial services and, and remittance. We've created a joint venture called Dersal, uh, and we're also a participant, uh, an equity participant in a, uh, an MVM, a mobile virtual network operator uh, called Libara. And um, in the last year, we've also created a digital joint venture uh, with a focus on looking at digital opportunities, especially in the space of logistics, uh, as well as a, a joint venture for uh, parcel stations where we're looking to uh, shape and develop a national parcel station network. So our view around partnership is it's fundamental. It's part of how we conduct business. And we, want, we, we don't limit that only to what's happening within Saudi Arabia, but also where we can add value and participate out of Saudi Arabia. So uh, we're open to these kind of ideas and, and opportunities and definitely look to what our colleagues and our peers within the UPU have in mind uh, to improve the uh, 
digital trade, when it comes to e-commerce and sharing of experiences and even sharing of solutions and business books. So the Congress is a great opportunity to sit down and have some dialogues and have some exchange of thoughts and ideas and hopefully develop some meaningful business opportunities as well. Now, you mentioned ESAL, the, the joint venture. Now, I wanted to ask you about postal financial services. It's one of the topics at the Congress will be postal financial services. So as the board chair of ERSAL, which specializes in remittances, as I understand it, how do you see the main challenges for postal financial and postal payment services at the moment? I think that area is both a very interesting and opportunistic area. However, also, I think it's a very challenging area given the very rapid advancements in fintech and, and, and what's happening in that space. So I think as uh, postal operators, uh, maybe in the past we had a very big advantage given our physical presence uh, and our, our distribution uh, across our geographical uh, regions. However, given the advent advancement of technology and communication, the mobile technology in, in, in particular, maybe that advantage is no longer as valuable as it used to be. So we need to rethink how we approach the financial services sector and community and look at maybe creating some sort of a revolution in, in what we can offer and, and looking at uh, what role uh, postal operators can now play uh, given that context. I think it's still a very interesting space uh, and we need to look at it in a very different way than we have in the past. Um, and then uh, I see that, uh, as, as you mentioned, I am I'm involved in, in Ersal as the chairman and I think we see the challenges in the and in, in the disruption happening within that uh, industry, uh, and we also look to take a, a response. And we have been within Saudi Post developing a financial services strategy, uh, and um, we're looking now to to deploy it. And uh, I think the opportunity here for all UPU participants is to really look at what is it as the UPU can we do uh, to to change and, and maybe come in and disrupt the game a little bit, uh, and uh, rather than remaining in the in the traditional way. Uh, and and uh, a way to be disrupted there. Uh, I, I do think there is an opportunity, but I don't think it's going to be easy there. And uh, I think we need to think a lot more uh, colleagues in the financial services area and the fintech area, look at maybe partnering with them and, and how we can jointly, again, create a lot more value than we can on our own. Now, the Congress will also review a comprehensive green package for the postal sector. How does Saudi Post support sustainability and even emission reduction targets in its own operations and perhaps even in the broader community? Internally, we have a, a GRC policy and, and we look at our commitments across many dimensions and we have a few initiatives. Reducing our, our utilization of paper and, and becoming a paper-free organization is a mandate we took on a, a few years ago and we have a, a, a great amount of progress in that area. Uh, looking at how to deploy EVs and in alignment with the national objectives within Saudi Arabia around emissions and other uh, objectives. We follow the guidelines put within the country and those are the targets we want to aspire and deliver for. But within the organization, I think we look for utilizing technology really to improve our efficiency and productivity, uh, which has a direct relation to the utilization of resources. But that's really the, the primary objective we have here. Uh, and again, I think the country is very fortunate that it has a very comprehensive and integrated strategy with, with clear objectives that include 
the environmental objectives and targets, uh, and we try to adhere to those and, and, and meet the uh, targets set, set internally within the country uh, for that, uh, within our own strategy as an organization. Just a few weeks after the UPU Extraordinary Congress, the international postal community will see you at another major UPU event. This is the World Leaders Forum, where you'll be presenting your vision for the future of logistics and cross-border e-commerce. So ahead of this event, can you outline your overall vision of the postal future? I would say it's a, it has to be a digital-first approach uh, to what we do and, and we also have to have a very clear experience that we want to deliver to our customers and engagement and, and, and values that really inspire and motivate our, our, our employees uh, to deliver that value to the customer. Those are really, I would say, highlights of, of the approach. I think it really needs to look at customizing our services and really thinking about what the customers look for and how we can deliver them and complement them and enrich the services that we provide for them. And, and here, when we talk about customers, we're not only talking about individuals at home, but rather businesses and government agencies that can utilize and benefit from the postal operator and Saudi Post in particular, in how they connect with their customers and the experiences they want to deliver with their customers. So digitization is key. Being a data-driven organization, I think, is also a very important customer experience and enriching and connecting the experience with the value proposition you want to deliver and commit to. And uh, I think, as we were just discussing, I think the commitment to improving the work environment and sustainability of the work environment has many dimensions. I think those are all priorities that need to be followed for all postal operators. And that, that's what I think will evolve into the postal operator of the future. It's always great to have these in-depth conversations about the future of the postal network and indeed to share ideas from different countries and different regions to see how we can help not only the postal sector thrive and survive, but I want to pick up on the phrase you used earlier, which was about improving the quality of life for citizens, something we don't often talk a lot about in the postal sector, but an important part of it nonetheless. His Excellency Anef Abanabi, President of the Saudi Post General Organization. Thank you very much for joining us on the UPU Voicemail podcast today. Thank you very much, Ian. Uh, looking forward to seeing you in person and seeing all of our colleagues in the Extraordinary Conference in Riyadh and at the Parcel and Post Expo in Amsterdam in, in the next coming months. Very happy to spend this time with you, Ian. Thank you. You've been listening to Voicemail, the official podcast of the Universal Postal Union. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform and you'll get each episode downloaded to the device of your choosing as it's released. My thanks to the team at the UPU for their help putting together this episode. I'm your host, Ian Kerr, and I look forward to your company next time on Voicemail, the podcast of the UPU. UPU.